Have you ever stepped into something totally new and felt totally unprepared, like you're out of your league? That definitely happened to me this week as I started my new role as a pharmacist at a startup, and it led me to realize that there's actually one simple tip you can use to overcome that fear and show up better than you thought you would that I want to share with you. But first, I want to tell you what happened when I hit the streets doing something I've never done before and had something happen that I didn't expect. This is my first vlog as an entrepreneur, and I'm going to share all the details and takeaways that I learned so that you can use it in your career as a pharmacist to help you go farther faster. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Martin, and you're in the Fit Pharmacist community. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. It's a day. So if you've been following me along for any length of time, you know that my career path in pharmacy didn't exactly go as I planned. But if you're new, first off, welcome to the channel and thank you for tuning in. A quick recap for you. So I went into pharmacy because when I was in high school, my mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And while I didn't know it at the time, she was given less than six months to live when they diagnosed her. The interactions that I had with pharmacists being in the pharmacy so much with her medications is what led me to pursue becoming a pharmacist myself. But in that process, I actually got rejected the first time I applied to pharmacy school. I ended up reapplying the following year, and I ended up, no joke, I was the last person to get accepted into my class. Real confidence booster, right? But when I got in, I didn't waste that opportunity. And I really made the most of my time as a pharmacy student, served as the president of my class, got super involved, and went to seven pharmacy conferences across the country. And I dove really deep because I wasn't going to waste that. And I really wanted to figure out, what does it take? Because as I kept going through pharmacy school, all I heard is, it's so competitive, it's hard to get a job, blah, 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 blah. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to leave that to chance. I'm going to really figure this out so that there is no possible way that I don't have the best opportunity. So I really dove in and found out how to create a competitive career as a pharmacist. The point of that story is to tell you, I was faced with failure from the very beginning of my pharmacy career to the point, no joke, where my undergrad advisor told me that I wasn't cut out for pharmacy and I should consider other options. True story. But I didn't listen. I focused on my why and through perseverance, innovation, and modeling from my mentors that I had as a student, I took what I learned and I wrote a book called it Gen Z Pharmacist to help other pharmacy students dial in what really made the difference to help you stand out and dominate pharmacy school and script your dream career. And a lot of those strategies, they don't teach you in pharmacy school. They're the things that actually make the difference. Because think about this. When you graduate, you're going to have a doctorate, a PharmD. That's not a competitive edge. That's your starting place. So how are you going to stand out? That's exactly what I wrote the book for. I wrote it as a step-by-step -step guide to walk you through what really makes the difference, what employers are looking for, whether that's a residency, a fellowship, community, or starting your own career, which I've done now. This is my third time. If you're a pharmacy student 
or you're a preceptor for pharmacy students. The link for that book is in the show notes. Highly recommend you get your hands on that. Now, the point of that story is to tell you that I wasn't an English major. I never had a communications degree, but I shared what worked, how I did that, and I started that new gig. So in my first week in the streets, I wanted to share exactly what worked in that context. From the work I was doing, creating social media content, I uh, started on Instagram, then it turned into a blog, then I started writing for several pharmacy publications. It led me into my next phase of my career, which was a professional speaker. And that's what I do right now uh, through the National Speakers Association, NSA. Um, it's the organization Les Brown got started in. It, it's my passion. It's my craft. And it's what I'm learning and growing into every day. So, so why am I telling you all this? It's not to riddle you my resume and impress you. It's to impress upon you a really serious point that took me a really long time to learn and understand. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And I was reminded of that this week when I hit the streets in my new job as a pharmacist at a startup. Now, quick story on that. Before I went into this role, I graduated pharmacy school back in 2012. And since that time, since day one of graduation, I was working full-time in a big pharmacy chain that was really busy for a solid 10 years. And I was one of those crazy pharmacists that actually loved it. Like, for real, I loved my job. But in 2021, I, no joke, was led by God to quit that job, to literally give it up, something I loved. No explanation, no grand plan, no guarantees, nothing. And I know that sounds crazy, but faith is only crazy until it happens. So at the end of that year, I got an opportunity to join the startup pharmacy part-time that had been gaining a lot of traction since, get this, it launched in March of 2020. That's right, the month that the COVID shutdown began. And there's a full story on that, how I got started um, in episode 200 of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. So I'll drop a link in the show notes so you can listen to that there if you want. But in this new job that I was called into, after leaving my comfortable, seemingly secure six-figure job that I loved, my main role in this new job that I've never done before was to grow the business by meeting prescribers and fostering relationships with providers who are really looking to change the face of healthcare so that we as the pharmacy could serve their patients. Now, this is a role that I've never been in before, I've never been trained for, and with the specifics I'm in as a pharmacist, it's never existed before. So you could say there was a bit of intimidation. I told you all of that backstory to land this point right here. Now watch. I felt like I needed to increase my confidence. So in order to do that, I focused on increasing my competence. Meaning, I prepared and prepared and prepared for this. I did my research because I'm going out into the community, meeting people I've never met before, to try to build a relationship out of thin air. So I practiced what I was going to say in a role I've never done before. How do you think this went down? <laughs> now watch. 
when I first started, I was so focused on myself, worried about if I'd say the right thing, if I'd make the right move, if I did the right stuff. I was so focused on myself that I psyched myself out. It wasn't natural. And if y'all, you know, are watching me or listening to me or wherever, like this ain't scripted, like this is me. This is me freestyling. This is my personality. It's got the energy and all the quirks. And, you know, if you're still here, I guess it doesn't bother you that much to thanks. <laughs> but that's who I am. But when I overprepared from a good intention, I felt like I had to be someone I wasn't. I felt like a robot. And after the second office visit, I thought, yo, this is not me. I need to shift my focus. So I had a huge realization. It's not about me. It's about them, the patients, the providers, the relationships. And when I shifted my focus on meeting those people and really creating those relationships, my entire emotional state changed. I became more fun, more energetic, more myself instead of worrying about who I'm supposed to be. Y'all, this is exactly what I teach my clients who hire me as their speaking coach. And if you're afraid of public speaking, if talking in front of a group of people, whether that's two, five, or 200, y'all need to listen up because this seriously is how it works. The reason that you get nervous when you speak is the exact reason why I was tripping on the streets. You worry about you. Think about it. You get up on the podium, knees weak, palms sweaty, mom's spaghetti, all that. You start to freak out because you worry about you. Will you say the right thing? Will they laugh at you? Will they pay attention? And on and on and on and on. But when you shift your focus to serving your audience, it helps a ton to take that anxiety away. So that's exactly what I did on the streets. I took everything that I've been doing in speaking that I learned the hard way, by the way, and then I flipped it into this new role. So if you're in a new role, it doesn't mean you're starting from scratch. It means you need to get scrappy, meaning that if you have had success in another area of your life, doesn't mean you're perfect, but if you've had some momentum, look at what's working there and say, can I transfer this skill to this new area? I call it skill transfer. And I've been teaching people this for years. I had to start with myself. And once it's worked, and once I've helped so many other people, I want to share it with y'all. That's exactly what I did in this moment. And that's why I want to share it with you because it's so important. I shifted my focus to the person right in front of me. Because like I said, when I started, I was worried about me. Like, am I going to say the line right? Am I going to have the right dynamic? Like I focused on me. But when I shifted it to the person right in front of me, adapting my communication to meet them where they were. It was like magic. Focusing on serving other people allowed the real me to come out, which is kind of ironic when you think about it. If you worry about you, you become less of you. But if you are worried about how others will accept you, you won't really get accepted because you're not being the real you and there's no one to accept. But if you focus on other people, you become more of who you really are, 
focused on how you can serve those people at your highest level. Now, now here's the tick. This is exactly how building your personal brand and business works and why so many of them fail. Your personal brand starts with you, your skills, your passions, your abilities, the experiences you've had in your life, but it's not about you. It's not for you. It's for serving other people. And when you focus on that, you can end up being the most authentic version of you. And that's exactly what people really want. People are tired of fake. People are tired of chameleons trying to be all this to one person, all this the next. They're tired of it. Aren't you? Isn't that what you want? You want to be the actual you. You want to stop worrying about who you should be. You want to stop worrying about what, what should be said, how you should show up. Stop shooting all over yourself. More authenticity. More connection so that you can feel served and fulfilled. That's really what we all want. And the crazy thing is, the more complex we make it, the more far away from that we get. Now, all I know is that I've been coaching people on how to build their brand and scale their business for the last two years, and that one concept completely changes the game and income for them. Now, you might have a brand, a side hustle, or a business trying to make some extra side money, but if that's your main focus, that will not last long term. Income is a side effect of impact, and the most effective way to do that is to make sure it's not about you. Make it about connecting and serving your ideal person or group of people that you really resonate with, those that really matter to your mission. Obviously, for me, it's pharmacists and pharmacy students. Yes, will this information help a ton of people? Absolutely, I get DMs all the time. But you're my people. That's who I'm talking to. That's who I vibe with. You probably have people like that too, your ideal person your ideal group of people, some, someone that really resonates with you. When you do that, when you shift your focus to serving and meeting those people, when you show up as your most authentic self, that, my friends, is irresistible because no one else is doing it. And no one else is you, and that is your superpower. But Adam... What if people don't like the authentic me? That's actually a blessing and is one of the core components to a long-lasting brand and business. And it's called marketing. Marketing is attracting those people that you want to serve and work with while at the same time repelling those you don't. Because if it's not a good fit, there's no problem. If you try to force that, you'll end up doing both the other person and yourself a massive disservice and save yourself some pain. Seriously, if you try this, you'll be spending yourself a lot more time, a lot more aggravation. Oh man, just trust me. You don't want to do that. But Adam, this will help everyone. Yes, but you want to make sure it's the right fit. Because if you're super excited and passionate and the other person is more reserved and pessimistic, that's going to be a struggle. 
For real. Make sure you're aligned. Make sure that it's a good fit. If it's a perfect fit, it'll feel effortless and so fulfilling, allowing you to become more of yourself and help more people at a deeper level because you'll be doing purpose-driven work. So that was my big takeaway. For you, if you ever encounter a new area of your career, a new job opportunity, or an academic endeavor, whether you're a student, a pharmacist, or outside of that realm, make it about serving the other person or group of people. Those skills start with you, but it's not about you. Make it about them. Then both you and them will win.